Welcome or welcome back, everyone. How is your soul doing right now? I like to thank you for tuning to the show and to your inner soul. You are at the safe house where we initiate the conversations that serves as a mirror to reflect ourselves, as a window to glimpse into a wider version of ourselves, as a sliding door to channel the being and the becoming of our authentic selves. I'm Mia, the host of the house, and now you're listening to So Now What. Hello. Hello. Not sure if you can tell, but that's me, your host Mia, attempting to have you at hello with my hybrid accent, including American, British, aka RP, and of course Taiwanese accent. As a big language lover, I believe that languages possess the charms of storytelling, and what's more. I also strongly believe that an accent actually intensifies the depth of the story and electrifies the quality of the one to a greater extent. We all acknowledge the fact that an accent is one of the most manifestive ways to acknowledge a person's ethnic and cultural backgrounds. But do you maybe happen to come across an accent that you just like it a little bit more? Fun fact: In Taiwan, an American accent is considerably preferred in a traditional English classroom. So, after collective experiences at home and abroad, I was committed to offering a wider range of accents in my class for students to get immersed in and to choose from. That's right, you heard me. Quote unquote, choose. Whether you're advancing your English, struggling with your Spanish. Or being intoxicated by French. As foreign language learners, we are so lucky enough to be given a spectrum of choices to pick on an accent that we like to speak in. In other words, parts of our foreign language experiences learning are actually conscious decision-making process, and accent assimilation is just one of them. I remember it was just another regular afternoon at school. I was teaching and I was blabbing in front of a class, but my heart suddenly sank. And in hindsight, I might also skip a hobby too. After withdrawing myself from the UK back to Taiwan two years ago, I thought maybe my British accent, British accent, could possibly linger just a bit good while before it is long gone. So. When I found out that I was talking to a class in my American accent for the solid three hours, I was literally panicking, because accents for me somehow serve as one of the most important representations of my ideal inclusive classrooms. So I immediately turned to a friend, also our student, for help. I thought maybe he could possibly grow my British accent back on me again. 
Later, I came up with a thing called British minutes. When we spend roughly thirty minutes, a quarter, or just a couple of minutes during the lunch break to converse in British accent, and the conversation that we had around the central topic of accents has actually become the inspiration of this episode that you're listening now. Sampras has been a valuable asset in my class. I'm impressed not only by his extraordinary talents. But his incessant inner drives for mastering the English language as a second language learner, while juggling multiple studies at once, he optimized his spare time and committed to practice English speaking skills. He proposed, organized, and hosted the autonomous all English speaking hours in attempt to practice speaking English in four ranges of topics. Along with his mates for the fall semester, and like most kids in Taiwan, Sempra started learning English at the public school. And in the middle of his primary school years, he was brought to a new school in the UK, along with his family by his side. Then he rejoined the school in Taiwan fifteen months later. After he was sharing his one of the kind experiences and stories. I was fascinated. I was intrigued by his exciting linguistic journeys. Therefore, this episode is really a recreation of our conversation, and also a revisit to our younger selves. During the episode, I like to invite you, who may happen to be a big language lovers like we are here too, to probe into how we in fact learn. Unlearn and relearn a foreign accent. So enjoy. Welcome, Sampras. Welcome to the show. So now what? You are actually one of the very first guests of the entire show. So welcome, Sampras. So、um, I like to ask you. How are you doing today? How is your soul doing today? Oh well, I'm doing great, and、uh, as you can see, I'm actually very nervous here. Yeah, actually, I'm very pretty nervous as well because this is actually my very first time to record this kind of project. But、uh, yeah, just keep in mind that we're just about you know share about our stories, and then probably there's actually no one is actually listening, and then yeah, but we are doing this for ourselves. So anyway,、um, so would you like to introduce about who you are and why you are here? Oh,、uh, hi everyone. My name is Sampras, <laughs> and I'm now a senior high student. And I have stayed in England for a year in primary school with my family, and that's why I learned a little bit British accent, and that's the reason why I'm right here. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're right here. Actually, I really feel like it's somewhat very connected with you because of we both share that kind of、uh, history, even though it was a short time in our lifetime. However, it's just so. And so affecting our part of where we are right now. So yeah, thank you so much for coming again. So、um, before we actually get started to、uh, dive into all the questions about accents, and you know that I'm such a big fan of、uh, warm up, and so I like to do a little bit warm up game before we actually get started. So 
what I want you to do is that I want you to uh, shadow with me when I say a couple of sentences. And so you're going to shadow along with me. Is that okay for you? Sure. Let's go for it. <laughs> yes, go for it. Okay, so, so there are three sentences I want you to shadow with me. So, so now what is an interesting show? So now what is an interesting show? It talks about everything that is wired to our thoughts and emotions. It talks about everything that is wired to our thoughts and emotions. And I'm so excited today to stop by this show. I'm, and I'm so excited today to stop by this show. Thank you so much, Sampras. Well, for those of you who are listening to this show, you might probably guessing that why we are doing this. It's actually uh, the intention behind this small warm up is actually it's something to do. Like I don't know if you noticed that I was trying to speak uh, that sentences with. Um, American accent, and then because I know that Semper is such a big fan of a British accent, and he himself also speaks with British accents as well. And so I thought that it would be interesting to see how we two actually, you know, say the exact the same words but with a totally different accent. So there we go. So uh, before uh, before we actually get started, the, today's interview will be separated into two mainly two parts. The first part will be about subconscious. Shifting from subconscious assimilation to conscious assimilation, and the second part will be more about why we will try to unfold. We will try to unlock the intention that why we are doing this kind of conscious uh, accent assimilation. Why we are doing that? So that's it. And so now we like to ask you, Sampras, a couple of questions here. So you said that you、uh, you had in your time you had spent. About a year in Britain once, and so、uh, can you tell us like when we actually this is actually not our very first time to have the conversation about accent, and so one of the first time when we had a conversation about accent, you tell me that you had a very special memories、uh, back in elementary school days, and can you tell us that story again? It's oh the story is about how I know I, that I have a different accent, right? Right. So,、uh, when I was in year five or year six, I forgot.、Uh, after I come back to Taiwan, and I was in the English class, and we were having a game called complete the sentence with our teacher. This kind of activity in class, and as I speak,、uh, as I answer the question.、Uh, I found out that I, it sounds very different from what my classmate beside me just said. We were saying the same, exactly same thing, but with a totally different accent. So I just went home and asked my sister, "Yeah, what's going on there, and why is this happening?" And she told me, "It's because I have a different accent," and that's when and how I know I learned that I have British accent. Oh, so you were you were actually being told by your sister back then. I thought you、yes. were being told by your teacher. Okay, do you remember like what are those exact words that you were trying to say back in class? Things like, no, Tommy can cannot.、Uh, Tommy can't do that. And after、oh. a bit of the, you see, the a, the the pronounce of a, it sounds、okay. a bit different, right? So you say like you so 
you, so the teacher expects you to say something like can't, but you said you can't. So yes. like, ah, okay. So yeah, that's a major difference. Okay. And so do you think that it was actually since then that after your sister told you about that, oh, that's why it's because you have your British accent. Do you think it becomes like a, a pivot point in your lifetime that you start to feel like, oh, then I'm supposed to, you know, stick to this accent. I'm supposed to choose this accent. Do you start to be like a subconsciously choose to speak with this kind of accent? Do you think so? Um, I do become aware of the accent that I'm using after that. But for consciously choosing, I wouldn't say so because um, I think I cannot master my accent well. I can speak with British accent, but I don't know how I pronounce it. I think it's intuitive to me. Mm. It feels like I know how to ride a bike. I know how to swim, but I do not know how. Mm. Because it all came very natural to you, right? Yes. Like picking the accent itself. Yeah, that's how it works on me. Oh, so do you think that um, because you said that if this is comes all very natural to you, do you remember any points in your lifetime that you feel like, oh, I am supposed to, I'm supposed to pick up this particular accent? Like for example. Uh, when we are like looking up, like we are both uh, English learners. We English is our second language. It's, it's not our native. Um, it's not not our mother tongue. And so when we are looking up new words, let's say from a Cambridge dictionary, like do you on yourself like what? They normally on a Cambridge dictionary there will be two accents of the pronunciations. One is the British, the other one is American. And do you see yourself choosing one or the other? I would choose British accent, definitely. No um, surprise. <laughs> yeah, because I think I want to reserve my accent. Because mm. here in Taiwan, most of people speaks American accent. That makes my accent gone. Mm. So I want to keep up my accent, and mm. that's so why I will choose British accent first. But if the accent aren't that clear, I would still choose to uh. Use American accent to know how exactly the word can be pronounced.、Mm. So,、um, well, there's actually one question that just popped up in my mind. It's not what we planned, but it's just、okay. want to ask you a little bit.、Uh, is like, did you find yourself like, do you find yourself there's any particular moments in your life that you notice that oh, this is the moment that I should speak with American accent. Oh, this is the moment I should speak British accent. Is there any moments like that in your life? Do you think so? Um, when I a year after I come back to Taiwan, I had、uh, Skype with one of my friends, my、oh. actually my best friend, in England, and that's the moment I knew I have to speak British accent. And you、yes. consciously know that you are speaking with British accent. Yes, I believe、oh, so. Wow, wow. So it depends on who you are spending time with, right? 
Yes. Like you are, you I have... think that's mostly what people does. Oh, yeah, I believe that. If I were you, I would totally stick with that as well. So, do you think, is there any major reasons why you have uh, spent your effort and your time to assimilate British accents? Like, like, for example, do you think that uh, this kind of accent assimilation actually triggers some of the very good old memories that you have back in the UK. Do you think so? Um, the major reason, yes, I think I got this sense of belonging to England. I think um, England word. and the British accent is already a part of me. Mm. And yes, it does attach to some good old memories in my past so you see like uh uh in the breaks at school me and my classmates go out to the playground and play right and there are two bins at two side of the playground and the the game is like tom and jerry thing mm -hmm. you know we pick two of our classmates to become the tom and the rest are jerry and if you're touching the bin, then the tom cannot catch you. Mm. And if your hands are out of the bin, then they can catch you. And you got to go to the other side of the uh, the playground. And you, you're tr you have to try your best not to be caught by tom. Um, the thing, the reason that why, why I think uh, it attached to the old good memory is because you can see uh, the playgrounds, mm. uh, children are yelling mm. and I can hear the sounds and it's very clear that they're having the, the accent, mm. British accent. Mm. So do you think that when you are speaking with, your, uh, with, with British accent, it really kind of brings you back to that moment that, oh, I'm like, I, I used to you know, spend that a big chunk of my life uh, back in the UK and then you you kind of uh, visualize that oh you were actually on that playground you were actually spending time playing games with your friends and so those kind of good memories just kind of flow into your mind yes sure right, yeah I think I also can somehow feel connected with that and then I spent my time uh, my my time during uh, back in the UK I spent most of my time walking there and so I walk to schools, I walk to walk in the parks, I walk around the river, I sometimes I sometimes ran along the river as well and I, I can pretty much to walk to every places because not probably because I was an international student so I don't have like so much money to commute or to take a buses or uh, to buy a bike or to you know not even to take a taxi and so I spend most of my time walking and I walk with my friends and I actually also walk most of my time by myself as well and I adore that I really enjoy that and then you every time when there's somebody asks me what do you actually miss the most about uh, you know spending time there and I say walks I miss walks all kind of walks and I I think that when I am like sometimes when I uh, take a night walk back in Taiwan, it kind of bring me back to that moment. Sometimes I would even particularly listen to kind of uh, listen to different kinds of British uh, channels or British uh, podcasts, and then to and when I'm walking, and so I feel like oh, I'm right back into that moment. So 
yeah, I can totally feel whatever that you were saying earlier. So, yeah, good. Oh, good old memories. That kind of attachment is so real. And so I have a one more question. It's actually something to do with her family. So you said that you、uh, moved there with your parents and also your、uh, siblings. And so, do you think that when you now you are in Taiwan and then you try to maintain, you try to reserve that British accent、uh, in Taiwan, do you think that has something to do with your family? Is your family becoming one of the reasons why you wanna keep learning English in British accents? Do you think that could be one <laughs> of the reasons? Oh,、uh, <laughs> I like this one, but actually no. Okay. Because、um, you say、uh, my parents they don't speak British accent. They have our、uh, very special Chinese accent, and、uh, both of my brother and sister they speak British accent. So it does not distinguish me from my family. Or、uh, another thing to tell is actually we don't speak English at home, not even in England. So I think that's why. It cannot be a way to be close to my family.、Mm. You know what? Initially, when I heard that, because you earlier you said when we had a conversation back then that you said that you, you and your family have a kind of a tradition that once a week you will sit together with all your family members, you and your mother, your dad, and maybe your brother and sister too. That you will get together <clears throat> and you will have that kind of English hour together, and I was so、yes. fascinated with that. Yeah, just yeah, that was fascinating. I don't, I don't think in, not every family actually do that, and so、uh. yeah, and sure, and then I, I was like, oh, that's so great, and I was like, so that that actually triggered me to ask you this question. Like, do you think that maybe you like you like to? Uh, reserve this kind of accent is because, is it because maybe those are kind of good memories that you have back、uh, in the UK? You created that kind of good memories too with your family back then, or maybe because you look up your dad so much, or you really like your sister or brother so much, so you wanna, you know, this is one way that you, you get your and your your family get closer in that way. But yeah. <laughs> Well,、yeah. actually, if you're asking this question to my father, he would say yes. Oh. Because he, he made this、um, English hour, and he made our、uh, family meeting, and in the meeting we all speak English. He told us a lot about how he felt about England. He loves it, and he really wants to recreate、uh, the whole English atmosphere at Taiwan and. In our family, and、mm. that's why he created those English hours and、uh, English meetings in our family. Yeah, that kind of thing.、Mm. I, it sounds like your dad is a family man. <laughs> I think <laughs> probably when he's listening to this, he will be like, "Yeah, I'm a family man." I and mean, you should ask me this question. <laughs> yeah. So、uh, I like to move on to actually our final question, and that is.、Um, Do you well now we are um you we, we a lot of your I mean at least me I really recognize you as a person who speaks with British accent. Do you think that you, are there any accents that also interest you, and you also want to pick it up? 
This is what not what we planned, but yeah, I still want to ask. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would love to learn Indian accent. I would say because you know I have heard them talking, and I think it's they speak very fast, and I can't understand much. So I want to know what they were actually, how they actually speaks. So I want to learn a bit of the Indian accent. Mm, yeah, I'm such a big fan of Indian accent too. I like、yeah. how how、um, it got such a vibrance in its tone, and then when they speak, it's like they are also moving along with your body. So yeah, I love that accent. Yeah,、well. they're so cool. Yeah, it's just it's also very cute. I think like how they like to speak with their body as well, and so yeah, love it. So anything else that you want to add to our show? Oh,、um, in the next episode, one of my friend Hana is going to show up, and she also has British accent. And she will tell you next time why she has her British accent. Exactly. So thank you so much for making that sweet and smooth transition. So Sam Perth is the one who is actually、uh, the representative of the person who、uh, who actually lives spend a、uh, spend. A huge amount of time back in the UK, and then who、uh, do the British accent assimilation too. And so the next guest, the next episode, we like to invite Sampras back again, and also、uh, Hannah, who's our friend, and to tell us more about how she,、uh, from a from a background, from a from a perspective, that how she pick up her accents. Even though she didn't spend that so much of time back in the UK or back in in the UK or anywhere else abroad, so thank you so much. And、uh, yeah, thank you so much, Sampras, for doing this show together with me. I like to shout to you so much. Big, big thank you to you. And then I really see you as a diamond who's like shining around. And every time when there's a、uh, when there's a challenge that coming up, I think you always like. You always like becoming so、um, mature in your way, and then I think that you are like a diamond shining every time when there's a different aspect coming in, and then you always give us some like different perspectives of yours. So I really appreciate your stories and your perspectives, your insights and your experiences too. So thank you so much again to coming this show, and I will see you very soon in the next episode. Bye bye. Bye. The yellow leaves stretch and yawn on the trees. The weathered oranges giggle and quips in the air. The falling redness dotted and blanketed the pavement. The shades of autumn. Were enveloped in Calvin Grove Park. All of a sudden, a shiver of coldness picked up its pace and snaked along into my spine. I wrapped myself up tighter. I tucked my chin. I placed my hands into my pockets of camel coat. And I inhaled, making the attempt to grasp the last breath from spring. Then I exhaled, centering for peace and presence. My answer is consistent. Whenever folks ask me about what I miss the most about the UK, I miss walks. I love walks. 
After returning to my roots in Taiwan, I often find myself sneaking out sometimes from a work or a life drama, and re- reward myself with daily walks, especially at one of those nights. And I later realized that my habitual walks are way more than a form of nostalgia, but in fact, more of a form of practicing my sense of self. As I walk, I enter the moment and inner space where I create. To tap into my thoughts and tune into my mind. What I really love about walks is how reflective they can be. They are, for me, moving meditations. So after the conversation with Sampras, an idea just illuminated me. I couldn't help but wonder the intangible correlations between my habitual walks. And my conscious accent assimilation behaviors, and I truly believe that our behavior of relearning the accent to a certain degree serves as an expressive form of nostalgia. As we speak in that particular accent, we soldier ourselves into a memory lane. We celebrate our past achievements, and we extend the past jovial memories too. But is it possible that maybe accents serve more than this? Is it possible that we choose to speak in a certain accent in order to revisit the moments of our high self from where we are right now? Is it also possible that how we choose to alter in a certain way, not only to manifest the walks that we came from, but also to usher ourselves into the path that we are about to leap on next? Is there in any way that potential reason for us to articulate in a certain way? Is it to allow us to recreate what our hearts are wired to, what our souls are thirsting for, which is deep and meaningful connections with ourselves? These streams of questions serves as inspiration for our next episode, which we would like to explore deeper and further about how accents manifest the sense of ourselves. I'd like to thank you so much for sticking around until now, and I hope you liked today's episode and spark more internal dialogue with yourself. Until next time, stay tuned for Soul Now.